Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Beyond Sunday, episode 11. So this is where we go deeper into God's Word and use it to carry us throughout the week that lies ahead. So we go beyond a little bit deeper into the Word of God and see how it can inform our lives. With me once again is Josh Sweetman. Josh, great to have you back. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back after a little hiatus there and great to uh, be back and talking about, uh, yeah, our Beyond Sunday. So, yeah, happy yeah. to be here. Well, before we dive right into our text, uh, Josh, just uh, bring us up to speed on on some of the things that have been happening in your life. Uh, I think the last sure. time we, we did this, uh, you had just had a baby. So uh, bring sure. us up to speed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, been a crazy uh, month here since uh, since uh, we've last gotten together on this. Uh, yeah. So uh, we had a baby, which is super exciting. So uh, we have a new baby, his little baby boy. His name is Anthony. And he yeah, joined us September 16. Yes. Yeah. 16. And uh, yeah, he was uh, a lot earlier than we expected. The due date was supposed to be in about mid-October and came about a month early. So that uh, obviously threw things for a loop. And being so early, uh, there were some complications, nothing serious, but just complications and getting feedings down and things like that. And so uh, Anthony spent a good month in the NICU at the hospital here in Lethbridge. And uh, yeah, uh, we finally came home last week. And uh, yeah, so it's been a whirlwind of a month of going back and forth to the hospital and uh, yeah, doing all that stuff. The uh, Probably one of the most interesting parts was that uh, we have another son, Rory, and Rory could not uh, meet Anthony until we brought Anthony home just due to uh, the NICU protocols and uh, to the fact that we're in a pandemic and that uh, guests are limited in the hospital. So Fortunately, uh, Sam and I were able to go up uh, every day together and uh, visit Anthony and be there for him. But uh, yeah, it was uh, wow, what a what a whirlwind of an experience. But uh, great doctors and nurses there. I mean, we couldn't be more appreciative of uh, yeah what they uh, did for us and uh, and the support of the uh, church family, which was uh, which was great. We uh, now have a fridge full of meals, which is super helpful as we adjust this time. So yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's great to, to hear that he's home and you're settling into a new normal, uh, which is better than it sounds like traveling to and from the hospital all the time. So that's great. Indeed. And um, he's continuing to do well, I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looks like uh, Rory took to him like uh, a duck <laughs> water there. So that's awesome. Too. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So it's good. Fantastic. Well, that's awesome. You know, you mentioned um, the the situation we're all living in with this uh, global pandemic and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, so that, that kind of ties in well with our scripture passage, which was um, looking at Joseph. We're continuing our, our series on Joseph and we're in Genesis 39 and looking at verse 6b. Uh, and then I ended up reading all the way to the end of the chapter there, but it's his interaction with Potiphar. So Joseph mm -hmm. finds himself in Egypt. He's, he's now a slave to a man named Potiphar. And because the Lord was with Joseph, 
and blessed him. And, and it's very clear from the scriptures, too, that it was uh, the Lord's blessing on Joseph that, that made him successful in everything that he did, to the point where he made uh, Joseph in charge of his entire household and, and everything that, that Potiphar was in, in charge of. Potiphar was um, captain of the guard of Pharaoh and kind of like the, the top secret service agent uh, in, in, in Pharaoh's protective detail, I guess. And so um, Joseph was in charge of everything. Um, Potiphar basically spent his days golfing and uh, playing Frisbee golf maybe and doing some other stuff and, and didn't have to worry about anything that was under Joseph's care. And in our passage this past Sunday, we looked at uh, how because he was handsome and rugged or you know well-built, he was able to um, or he caught Potiphar's wife's attention and she tried to seduce him several times. So that's kind of what we looked at this past Sunday. And so we find ourselves in a pandemic. We find ourselves in a difficult situation and having to navigate these things with integrity and wisdom and insight, and there's going to be temptations that, that come our way as well. Hopefully not these kinds of temptations, but, you know, um, how, how does all of this speak to, to how we're, we're struggling through this time? Boy, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, I mean, it's, it's so unprecedented and, and different. And, you know, as we've looked at Joseph's life, you know, uh, through these texts, I mean, it kind of uh, feels, uh like the time we're in now of a very roller coaster time it's up and down and you know at at sometimes you know the cases uh in in our community and in other communities go up and then they go down and it's kind of this whole roller coaster feeling that that we're on you know like what's what's okay to do what's not and there's yeah a lot of temptations that come through that and i mean not not only just how we uh you know, treat one another yeah. in, a, in a time like that and through different views and whatnot, but also, you know, I mean, I would guess temptations are off the wall, like as you, you know, surf the internet. I know for myself during this pandemic, uh, just due to being at home more and all of that, um, the screen time on my phone has gone up dramatically, <laughs> uh, wow. you know, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, I won't share how much, but, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's gone up. And so, so just based on the amount of time spent on, uh, spent on the phone or on the internet or online, even just because you have to do things online, yeah. uh, I, you know, there's going to be many, many more, uh, temptations that kind of come your way. And so, you know, yeah, I am fascinated that, yeah, here's kind of a similar situation in some ways, uh, in others different, but yeah, I'm just, yeah, uh, lots of temptations that can come our way through a time of pandemic. And, uh, maybe we sometimes expect them, maybe sometimes don't expect the temptations, but they come regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as as we think about it too, like um, on, on Sunday, I tried to you know look at, at Joseph, and, and I think uh, whenever we look at Bible passages, there's always that temptation to just draw out you know something that is is exceptional about the 
character in the Bible. And, sure. and we, we wish we could relate to them, or maybe we, we tell ourselves in our own minds that, hey, if I was in the same situation as Joseph, <laughs> I would be Joseph. But I tried yeah. a little bit on Sunday to put ourselves in, in um, Potiphar's wife's uh, position as well, because I think um, we have that temptation to sin. She had a temptation to sin, to break her bonds of marriage with her husband, uh, to try to seduce uh, Joseph. And, and I think like you, you hit the nail on the head with this pandemic, it brings different opportunities for us, which are great, but it also brings different temptations. And so how do we uh, navigate these temptations? How do we, uh, you know, renew our commitments to Christ mm-hmm. and his calling on our lives to um, live out the fruit of the spirit or, you know, to, to be wise and um, humble and uh, faithful to the word of God? Uh, how, do we, how do we navigate those kinds of things well? What, yeah. what are some of the things that you're trying to do, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest things is, you know, mentioning like the phone and screen time and things like that and being on that screen more and having uh, those temptations, whether the temptations are to look at something you shouldn't or yeah. to, you know, spend time doing something where you could be doing work or something else. Right. right? Like, uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the thing I have to constantly remind myself is to, you know, keep, uh, you know, laser focused on God and his, uh, purposes and what, um, you know, what, what he's calling us to do. And, uh, you know, that, that can be hard, uh, for sure, because yeah, it's, it's so much easier than to do, you know, then to go to your Bible and read, it's harder to do that than it is to pick up your phone and scroll, you know, for a half hour through TikTok or Facebook or Instagram stories, like much, much harder. And, uh, you know, for, for me, yeah, I mean, it's just easy to flip and scroll, but, you know, to remember that, okay, hey, like, uh, I've got to be able to keep focus, keep focus on God, who he is, you know, be in his word and be, uh, you know, um, cognizant of my time and how I'm spending that time uh, with him. And so, you know, I mean, there's, you know, ways through technology in which we can do that through, you know, different apps and uh, reading plans and things like that. But uh, that does take work. Uh, You know, like it's not, uh, I think that the easier thing is to, is to not do it, is to fall into those temptations. That's the easier way out. And I think you mentioned that on Sunday too, of, you know, shortcuts are always kind of the easier answer. It's always easier to, yeah, scroll through social media than it is to pick up your Bible. But, um, you know, when, you know, if you can, uh, you know, train yourself in a way to be disciplined, to come back to the word, to come back, to spend some time with God. I think that's, that's where it is. I think that's through where this text was that we see that, you know, I mean, through God's spirit, through God's spirit living in Joseph, he doesn't forget who he is and who he belongs to. Yeah. And I think like that's the, that's the key as we, you know, navigate these times is, is remembering those same things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that is key. And, and coming out of that 
identity of who we are in Christ really connects us to him. And it, it sparks in us that desire to spend time with him. And so then it's, it's okay, knowing that we have that desire within us, then how do we uh, put that into practice? You know, when we have a, uh, sometimes I, I, it feels like we, we make our Christian faith something that is, is somehow detached from the relationship that we have as being Christ's body, as being the church, as being uh, in friendship with God, uh, in, in relationship with God, right? Uh, when we think of, say, if I were to think of, you know, my family and, and wanting to, to spend time with my family, well, that would be a, a no-brainer. It's not hard to make right. that decision. But if I think of my morning devotion time as, you know, something I need to do, you know, a discipline that I have to, you know, get to, and I need to constant, you know, set the phone aside and, mm-hmm. you know, take up my writing pad and, and just write out a prayer. Uh, that's been a, a thing that, that I've been working on developing more and more faithfully, uh, especially this year. Yeah. Uh, and then also spending time in, in, the word and and one of my practices there too has been just to um, to to write out some of the, the the scripture. So I was in Proverbs earlier this year, and so I'd write out you know six or eight verses at a time, and then uh, pray over them, uh, or pray through them, or pray that the Holy Spirit would would make them um, effective in me, you know, and and that sort of thing. And so it's a, an extended prayer time. Um, I mean, these are just a couple ideas, but there's ways that we can do it. But as I've um, grown into it, and if I go a day or two without uh, spending that time, I feel like I'm I'm disconnected from God, not feeling as guilty about, oh, I didn't do my my personal discipline time, but rather I feel like I'm not just working on that relationship. So, um, yeah, just having that that emphasis on the relationship, I think, is, is a helpful thing as well. Um, and then thinking about that, too, and how, I mean, really, the, the, the Ten Commandments of the Bible, just look at those, you know, the, the first four are really our relationship with God, and then the next six are our relationship with each other. And all the Bible is really just trying to identify how we ought to live as people under God and in his creation and then how we are to live with each other as well. Um, yeah. What, what other kind of thoughts uh, might you have there, Josh, or yeah. we as a Christian community encourage and support one another? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was thinking as, as you were talking there about some of these practices and whatnot and um, for uh, our youth group gathering uh, last Tuesday. So just a week ago, Uh, We talked about Old Testament sacrifices and how the people of Israel would uh, perform these uh, sacrifices and offerings to God. And so uh, the at the end of it, we we said, okay, you know, we don't do this anymore because we have Jesus who was sent as that ultimate sacrifice to take away all of our sins. Uh, But as we were discussing these Old Testament sacrifices, um, one student brought up and said, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, when they would do these sacrifices all the time, they must have, 
like gotten used to it. Like it was, it became a habit a, a practice is, is what they said. And I was like, Whoa, like totally bingo. You're, you're right on the money there that it became this practical practice that they were able to do to remind them of God's faithfulness of God's goodness of what he had done for them. And um, yeah, I think, I think for us uh, as uh, Christians, sometimes it is hard to come up with those practices or to to keep going on those practices when they really aren't ingrained in our culture like a sacrifice was for the ancient Israelites, right? And so uh, like, uh, you know, those practices, uh, when we can begin to practice those uh, you know, morning devotions, writing the scripture out. I loved uh, what you said there about doing that. I think like that's, you know, it, it not only like, just like, you know, brings you focus to what you're, what you're, he- what you're reading in the words, but also, you know, okay, like it, you know, almost like a memorization tool of like where you're writing these words down, they become so familiar that then, you know, when a situation does arise, you can, those come back up in your mind. And it's those practices, though, by doing them and by continually doing them, like you said, you know, when you take a break, it almost feels or when you when you miss a time, it feels odd or like you feel like, oh, man, like I'm I'm missing something here. And so uh, while it's not exactly in our in our culture to do regular practices like that. You know, I find, uh, you know, we, we tend to leave a lot for Sunday and hence that's part of the reason for this podcast is because we leave so much, uh, for Sunday morning, put so much pressure on that morning for us, you know, like this is our church day and this is when we're going to do all that spiritual stuff. And hopefully that will tide us over to the next Sunday, um, while just kind of, you know, going about regular business throughout the week, but realizing that, hey, like, there's, there's more to just being a Christian than, than walking into the building on Sunday or tuning in online on Sunday. Like, it's this constant, uh, you know, being with God and, 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 uh, and having those spiritual practices in place so that, uh, so that you can, yeah, have that have that, that walk with God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. How do we, uh, I, I, I think one of the, the struggles that we have in our culture today is that individualism, um, that, that kind of a, a self-focus, uh, choose your own adventure, um, you know, do it your own way kind of thing uh, where you know, that old Frank Sinatra song kind of resonates with a lot of people. I did it my way, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but as, as a community of, of believers, and, and we, we certainly see different ways that we are able to connect even throughout the week uh, through Facebook and, and other opportunities. There's uh, visits that, that we can do, phone calls and emails and that sort of thing. Um, but if, if we're looking at, at this discipline, and, and I think I mentioned too on Sunday that, that Joseph had spent time with the Lord, or the Lord was with Joseph, mm-hmm. right? That, mm-hmm. that phrase appears several times in the, 
in these chapters that the Lord was with Joseph. And that means too, that Joseph was with the Lord spending those time, that, that time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we, given the, the, the privileges that we have, whether it's through texting or connecting or whatever, um, how can we bless and encourage one another to spend that time in, in the word or to spend time in prayer or uh, be in fellowship with one another, especially in, in, these times, because it, that fellowship part is, is I can't, I really sense is, is a big struggle for a lot of people at this time. Uh, what, what are some ways uh, that we could kind of connect that? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it is hard to connect in this time, just yeah, due to circumstances. Um, but, uh, you know, I think so much of, you know, the connecting and fellowship comes all back to uh like relationship you know i mean uh i can i can text a bunch of people right now in my contacts and be like oh you know hey you should read your bible today and it may or may not do something but when i have a relationship with those people when you know like i've been talking with them either over text or email or you know socially distant or whatever uh, now <laughs> there you know if they get that from me there's more of an accountability kind of thing that that comes into play where they're like oh okay like they're this person is caring for me and uh, I have a relationship with them and yeah like I don't want to uh, you know, like I want to honor our relationship together. Uh, and, you know, I think then there's some more aptness to listening when that uh, relationship uh, is there. I think through this time of pandemic, one interesting kind of thing related on that note, um, you know, uh, when we would gather on, when we're gathering on Sunday mornings, uh, we're able to, you uh, you know, greet one another in a socially distanced way if you're in the building. And another thing we've done to encourage people to connect or to welcome each other is to send like a text of, you know, good morning and all of these things. And one of the things uh, constantly, there was a member in our church who would always um, kind of started out as a game, but would always race me to uh say good morning uh via text and uh and then you know i mean we set up some really weird arbitrary rules like that you couldn't that we had to use a different language so like you know like i'd be getting things like hola or aloha in the morning and and it was this race for as soon as you know you or whoever was leading the worship service would say you know time to welcome one another boom like that text would come in right and i was like oh man like this is uh (laughs) This is this is kind of fun. But what it uh, kind of has evolved into is so much more of the relationship, because now we can go beyond just the the words of hello, good morning. Now it's, hey, how are you? What's what's going on? Uh, You know, and then, you know, you end up spending the next, you know, five or 10 minutes texting. uh, And uh, it's just this, like, beautiful connection that that happens, but it started with just a mere hello or, you know, uh, good morning and kind of a fun little almost game that we played now turning more into this, uh, like regular, again, practice of, you know, checking in with each other on that Sunday morning. And then that extends beyond that too, because now you're thinking, 
okay, they said this to me on Sunday. And then on Wednesday, maybe you're checking in with them saying, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, you said this on Sunday. I was wondering how that was going and how cool that is that that just kind of keeps uh, evolving into this relationship. And then it allows you to then keep each other accountable. You know, you can say like, hey, you know, I ran across this scripture verse in my Bible reading this morning. Like, I think this really applies to, you know, your situation or whatever. And like through, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, the birth of our son. And through that, uh, there were a lot of people that reached out and say, congratulations and all of this. But, um, you know, there were so many that said like, hey, you know, like, uh, we know what you're going through. We had a child in NICU for a long time as well. Here is a verse that really got us through that time. Yeah. And immediately then we began sharing in this, you know, this common bond over having a child in NICU, but right. then also sharing their kind of faith story, or at least a small part of it with us and being able to share that uh, communally, even though it's over text or email or what have you. Awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, just kind of circling back to sure. uh, when, when temptations come. And uh, so we, we know that we have some of this groundwork, right. That, that we're working on, on our personal development uh, yeah. or personal discipline, I should say, in spending time in God's word and, you know, spending time in prayer with him, that the Lord is with us. That's the encouragement we need day in and day out. Um, thinking about that. So, but thinking that temptation is coming up, mm -hmm. uh, what are some, so just thinking of some ways in which to uh, address the temptations that, that come head on. I mean, Joseph gives us an example here in our passage where he says, um, you know, he refused and he said to his master's wife, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house. He has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So um, in that there's, there's two things, right? Uh, knowing what is God's commandments. Uh, mm -hmm. So knowing what is right and what is wrong. And then also, um, then having the fortitude to to stand up against that which we know is wrong, and uh, one of the aspects that um, that I, I think we we see, especially in the New Testament, is where, where Paul instructs us to set our sights on Christ, who is above, where He is mm -hmm. seated at the right hand of God the Father, and and so when we're setting our attention on God and on um, the things of God, um, that ought to then have an effect on how temptations affect us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when, when we are, yeah, that laser focused, you know, as we went through the story of Joseph, I couldn't help but think of the temptation of Jesus that we find in Matthew 4. Right. And I mean, Jesus in this passage, I mean, is at one of his like physically weakest points. I mean, right. he's fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. He's so tired and, uh, you know, worn out. 
And here comes Satan and he tempts him with all of these things, you know, turn the, turn these stones into bread. You can do it. You're God. And at that point, I mean, Jesus must be super hungry and starving. And yet, I mean, his answer points back to God, like this, like, you know, we are to live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, he's so confident in that where it's like, you know, it'd be so easy for his focus to come off of who God is uh, mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, you know, you're right. I am starving, you know, like right. I've just, I just want to do this or, you know, I mean, then Satan takes me to this high point says, jump, the angels will save you. Right. And I mean, like at some point Jesus got to be like, wow, you know what? Like I'll just show him, but it doesn't, it never comes back to him, the person. It always goes back to God and who God is and who he is through God, that he is uh, God's son and to do yeah. his work. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm just amazed as the, the parallels of the stories, like, you know, Joseph, yes, gives us, you know, a base of what to look like, you know, when temptations come our way. And yet right. here in Matthew four, we get the perfect example of what it looks like, right. where it is this laser focused on God of yeah. what he, what he has done, what his plan is and trusting that his plan is better you know i mean jesus is wandering out in this desert yeah of course bread after fasting for that long has got to sound good but his focus is so on that it is all about god that i'm not going to fall into uh these temptations and i've yeah as as we read through this story and as i thought about uh those parallels i was just yeah amazed and thinking okay you know, yes, we can look to Joseph, like you were saying, and you can see him as a character. Wow, isn't this great? But yet he's this foreshadowing of what's to come in Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ gives us the perfect example of yes. what it looks like where, yeah, this is, it's, it's not a, it's not a all about uh, me show, but it's about what God has done. And uh, when we can remember those things, it's, humbling which yeah. i think helps uh helps. you know to, to curb the temptation because it's humbling because you remember oh yeah you know i'm not that big of a shot i mean throughout the bible you see so many temptations of different people whether it's even the garden whether right. it's you know esau being hungry for a bowl of soup and trading right. his birthright you know uh you know david and bathsheba david's feeling pretty powerful and yet here he is kind of at that weak point where wow you're feeling so powerful you don't need god you know you just do this on yourself and to realize oh i can't do it myself like i can't just turn this ship around this has to be god and it's only through god that that can happen right and that that kind of just ties it up nice and neatly there at the end um we know i think it's quite clear in our minds that we know we need Jesus to save us, right? We are sinners who need need to be saved, and we can't save ourselves just as the Israelite, Israelites couldn't save themselves out of captivity in Egypt, out of slavery in Egypt. Uh, God had to do that. But when it comes to our sanctification, that is our, our process of becoming more and more like Christ, uh, we discover that we need um, Christ himself more and more in us, Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Paul is getting at in Colossians chapter one, where he says um, this mystery, which was hidden for ages past, but which was now revealed to you is that 
the hope, the hope of living out our faith with fear and trembling, our hope of, of becoming more and more sanctified is, in fact, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So Christ living in us. So it's, it's um, you know, living by the word of God, right, which is the, the bread of life, and Jesus right. himself is the bread. So kind of audacious of Satan to come up to the bread of life <laughs> and say, hey, uh, turn this this yeah. uh, stone into bread if you are, in fact, the son of God or even the bread of God, right? Yeah. And and Jesus said, yeah, no, the we don't live by bread alone, but by the word of God who is, and that is our life and our breath uh, and our mm-hmm. bread, right? And um, gives a different spin too, even on, on uh, the prayer that Jesus taught, give us this day our daily bread. It's the word, right? It's the word of yeah. God that gets us through the day, like that got through you and Sam and Rory uh, through all that time in, in NICU, right? And so um, we, we, we praise God for the word that he gives to us hmm. because it is everything we need. Uh, and there's nothing more than what we have in the scriptures. There's, it contains everything we need in order to really, truly live in this life. And so everyone, uh, thank you again for joining us this week. Um, Please leave comments wherever you can, whether it's on the Maranatha Facebook page or uh, elsewhere, just to let us know, even if you are listening, that would be great to know. Uh, we know we've got some numbers there. Some some people are participating, but it would still be good to have some feedback back and forth. So uh, check us out and check this out. And Josh, praying uh, God's blessings on you and on yeah. Anthony, Sam, and Rory, and your whole family. And I know I'm sure your extended family is just waiting for those borders to open again so that uh, we can connect all together. So we'll see how that goes. Exactly. Uh, but we're in probably the second wave, so that might be a little ways to come yet. So Might be. All right. God bless right, you. Very good. And Thanks. have a good rest of your week. We'll see you again Thanks. tomorrow. Sounds good. All right. Okay.